Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. Granberry ISD board meeting on Monday night. It was a packed house, and most of it was about what the left calls banning books. But I like the, the nomenclature from Monica Brown, and she says, not banning books, but boundaries. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Age-specific books in the public school libraries, and it's out of control everywhere. And thanks to Karen Lowry and Monica Brown and some of the others, we're finally understanding what's in the libraries here in Granbury ISD. Yeah, and, you know, a very big special thanks to Karen Lowry and Monica Brown because they were, I would say, more common sense people on that book review committee. And though they were only successful in removing a handful, uh, there are, as we have seen, a lot more that should have been removed. And the level of participation from the public uh, was overwhelming. That whole room was filled. There were people lined up all the way around. There was an overflow room with TVs going, and that room was pretty filled up, too. I've never seen that many people at a school board meeting ever. It was phenomenal. I also heard some comments from Saudi who was in the overflow room and said that when the, uh, the ISD employee was asked, hey, is this typical or normal for this kind of situation? Their eyes got really big and said, no, this never happens. So we've definitely got their attention, guys. Good job. And, and please like and share our video to YouTube. Smash that like button. We'd appreciate it for Blue Shark. Go back to episode 93. Now, that was three months ago. And we did an episode on the books inside Granbury ISD, and they pulled some of them already. But we read excerpts, Nate, on that, and it was just disgusting. It was filthy. It wasn't age-appropriate. That was three months ago. We're still dealing with this, but Monica and Miss Lowry, a great job they're doing. And, you know... One of the big points that we brought up in that video three months ago was what what and who allowed these books in? We want an investigation done, and it's been crickets on an investigation on how the books got in. You know, was it a vendor that just piled them all in? I've heard stories of, we get thousands of books in here and we can't read them all. Well, they're going to have to start reading them, or somebody is, but we, ha we can't have this smut in our public schools. No, our taxpayer dollars should not be funding that type of literature, if you can even call it that. You know, um, like you said, Mike, we've been asking, how did this get in there? And I think a few people may have a clue, but no one is yet to speak out. Well, you know, we got to be really clear. We're not talking some cheap, dirty romance novels. These aren't romance novels. This isn't, this isn't suggestive text. This is explicit sexual content targeted to children. I'm sorry, that's against the law. This isn't about appropriateness, really, even for, for a library. This is about illegal activity going on openly in our schools. Trust me, you get any one of these books, go to the, go to the lists. You can find them online if you want. Take one of those books and go show it to a kid that you don't know in a public park and see what happens. Give me a call when that's over. Yeah, they're going to call the police. Yep. And they're going to file a report. And you know, are they going to do that to the librarians or whoever let this in? 
Well, unfortunately, as some have brought up, uh, there is an educational exemption to explicit material that at some point has been enacted by the Texas legislature. And it's one of those things that when conservatives weren't paying attention, the liberals were able to make some plays that we never even saw. And now we're having to try to figure out what to do about it. February 8th of 2022, um, under, if you look up obscenity exemptions in Texas, it lists and it says, and this is from Governor Abbott, obscenity is not protected as free speech and as a crime under state and federal laws. Quote from Abbott, not only is the presence of pornography in schools inappropriate, it's also against the law. Abbott wrote to TEA in November of 2021 in Texas. It is illegal to provide pornography to anyone under the age of 18. So I don't know if that's going to be standing in the way of that obscenity clause or not, but that's for criminal proceedings. So if we have a librarian or whoever's in charge of curriculum or bringing those books in, if you're not going to, you know, penalize them through, you know, the legal aspect of it, you know, pornography, get rid of them, fire them, because well, it's not ethical. And that's where you have a disconnect between certain members on the school board right now that say, well, it's not our job to make sure all the books that get put in the library are appropriate, or it's not our job to do whatever. Uh, it is their job to be a representative of the people in Hood County and Granbury ISD, and the people in Granbury ISD don't want this stuff in our libraries. It's simple. And that was, you could tell that through that meeting the other night. Well, it, it's explicitly implied if you're on the school board, your job is to protect children. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And if you're going to look at me and tell me that it's not my responsibility as the school board to make sure there's not pornographic materials in the library, we need some new school board members is what that tells me. And the fact that here we are three months later since the last time this was reported, and I don't know how long it's been since Governor Abbott's letter, you probably quoted it there a minute ago, if those books are still in those libraries or in the private libraries of these uh, teachers in their individual classrooms, why aren't people losing their jobs? And I'm not talking about, well, you know, let's, let's, let's just not renew their contract next year. No. Why aren't those people being escorted off the premises by security today? That's my question. They can fix it right now. Like you said, today. And we had several speakers that came up to speak, and a vast majority were for taking these books out, having boundaries set, age you know, appropriate. But where the left, where the Marxist left is coming from is is example from one of these people. You know, of course, banning. You're banning books. Even if it's pornography, you're banning it. We're not banning it. We're saying that it's not going to be in public school. You can go anywhere else and get it all you want and give it to your child. And if you're caught by giving it on a computer, then guess what? You're going to be arrested. So there's that on part of what they're saying. And they also say it's a cultural war. And it is, but it they think it's being turned on them. But for so long, the moral, conservative, biblical views have been a culture war from the leftist Marxist. And now that they're found out here in Granbury of all these books being brought in, and no, this isn't dramatic, go read the books. There's a list where you can go read the books. They're in there. They should be out. And 
the person goes, look, you guys are just in a moral panic. Well, yeah, a moral panic. See, the leftists, the Marxist leftists, they're not used to that. They're not used to the morally right, biblical Christians standing up for their rights. And look what happens. Once again, we're not talking a little smutty romance novel that, you know, a 45-year-old woman is reading secretly. We're talking explicit sex involving rape, drugging and rape, bestiality, you name it. It's explicit. There's no question. Whatever the words are that you don't like to hear your, comes out of your kids' mouths, those words are used repeatedly over and over again. So this is not a question of even something that's inappropriate. This, we're not talking inappropriate here. We're talking against the law. You've got child pornography, essentially, being ensconced in our public schools, and everyone's sitting on their hands thinking, well, geez, what's the process? Well, what's the process for removing these books? No, there's not a process or the process is removing the books today. Yeah, and how simple is that, you know? And I think at one point, you know, they tried to get the committee together, and, and you know, you talked to Karen, and, and you talked to Monica, and it was kind of a farce on how long that took. And then I think it's just kind of a front, so the school board members don't have to vote, you know, by committee, on it themselves. They can say, well, this was the recommendation from the committee. No, it's time that every single school board member stands up. This is more of the color of law BS we've been sold time and time again by government agencies acting under color of law. They can't point to a specific law saying under Texas statute number whatever, whatever point whatever says this. No, they say, well, you know, it's our policy. It's our procedure. These, these rules were established. I'm sorry. You can't point to a statute, then it doesn't matter. And so the only answer is going directly to the leadership of the school district. And I'm talking to you, school board. I'm talking to you, Mr. Glenn. I, I believe you that you don't want these in our school. I believe you. And as a leader in this community and as knowing other leaders in this community, there's no patience at all for this. And we will give you whatever political cover you need to get this done today, as in today. And it's this easy. You know, we've asked, what's the procedure? What's the procedure? You walk into the library, you pick up the smut books, you grab them in your hand, and you walk out. That's the procedure. If Dr. Glenn were to go around to all the libraries today and collect all those books, you know what? Six months from now, eight months from now, 12 months from now, when they've actually been reviewed for educational content and obscenity and pornography and child pornography, once they've cleared those hurdles, you know what? Dr. Glenn can direct somebody to go right back around and put them right back in the library. But you gotta stop the books from coming in the way they've been. They've got to be reviewed right off the bat. Well, and, and I don't know, last night there was a meeting of the Hood County Republican Club, and the same speakers were there, and I guess they had more unfettered access, but they were explaining kind of the way these books ended up in our libraries, because you've got the American Library Association and the Texas Library Association that suggest these suites of books, and the librarians just check off, yeah, I want every 2021 best 14-year-old novel written in the last five years. They just check a box and they send them 50 books. Well, they never even look at them. Well, guess, guess what? According to these activists who've done their research, all these books with the gold stars on them that say that they win this award and that award, guess what? 
that's a red flag for, for books containing this information. If you don't believe me, talk to them. And if you don't believe them, get the books yourself and find out. And, and one of the authors that's been talked about throughout a lot of this is Abby Glines. And her books are, if you look at them online, they win all these sorts of awards and accolades and stuff. But it's pornography. I mean, there are a series of books where she has kids doing drugs, having sex with teachers, having sex with each other. Very explicit. There's nothing left to the imagination. But that's part of the stuff that these Marxists, they've infiltrated every aspect of our society to the point to where it's almost, it can be discouraging at times, but I am happy to see so much engagement on this issue. And, you know, let's, we talked about Karen Lowry in the beginning of the show. Let's bring up Karen and, and part of what she said. Now, once again, folks, go watch this for yourself. We can't put everybody on the show, but this is part of what Karen said. I'm speaking today on an issue of great importance for our children and our community. I speak about sexually explicit and age-inappropriate content of books in the GISD libraries and materials available in the English Lit classes. Each of you have been provided a copy of the TEA letters to, um, to Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott's letters, the penal code, and copies of the three excerpts of, the books, of books from the libraries. The TEA letter clearly provides you the authority to act. In part, this letter states, provides for significant local control in how these policies address the selection of instructional resources, including library materials. Will you agree to abide by the TEA and Governor Abbott's letters and implement new procedures and processes to vet books before being allowed to enter GISD before the 22-23 school year? I was privileged to sit on the book review committee. I have first-hand knowledge of the poorly designed process used to vet the list of 133 books. In addition, it was discovered after the vetting process began, newly sexually explicit, age-inappropriate books were being added into the library. This Karen spoke about the TEA and what's involved with it. She talked about the penal code, Governor Abbott's directives, um, and she also mentioned what we talked about earlier about the committee. And she mentioned that it was very poorly designed, and the amount of time that they had for each book was a very, very short time. And I think somebody in that committee probably took charge um, who was more liberal, more leftist. But from what I've heard, but maybe, uh, maybe it needs to be redone and these, be, these books need to be looked at again. Um, and what she said was pretty spot on. Um, and she got to the point where it was like, stop letting these books in until a policy is in place. The flow of any literature into the libraries at this point should be stopped completely because we don't even have a process yet to figure out what to do. We're still trying to figure out what to do with the smut that's already there. So until we have a process, the flow stops. Let's not pretend for one second that all of a sudden because a kid can't check out one specific literature novel from the library for free reading that it's going to destroy his educational career. Let's be real. Stop it. No more books. Come up with a process that the community approves of. And then you can start letting books back in the library. Exactly. And then we had uh, Pastor Mary Cardin come up to speak. And she stated that, you know, she's been a pastor for 30 years. She's been in ministry for 40 years. Uh, she's uh, has the Brazos Covenant Church over in uh, Granbury Acton area. And she was talking about how uh, through her years of service practice, that pornography 
how much that takes hold on a child's brain and what she's seen through the years. Um, I also represent the Hood County Pastor Council. I have a group of pastors in the area that are concerned in the community and love the community and uh, stand for biblical values. And this is what I wanted to say tonight. I know you're in a hard place, but I also read the books in question. I saw several excerpts, and these are the ones that were put back. I don't see how anyone could tell you that it's not porn. I don't understand that. It absolutely is. My biggest concern about it is as a pastor, and I understand burnout, by the way, <laughs> um, as a pastor, I have seen the horrendous damage done by pornography to young minds. There are scientific studies where it literally changes the brain. When I read these books, and it honestly, it's not about gay or, it is about taking the sexual relationship and presenting it to students in such a way that it has no integrity or relational value. I read a rape scene that was so horrendous, I'm still trying to unsee it. It was violent. It was denigrating to women. Several things I read were so denigrating to women, but like I said, most of all, just so devaluing of the sexual relationship and putting it in a place was scary for young minds. And she started to read passages of a book with a graphic a uh, very detailed rape scene in it, which you spoke about in one of the books, probably the same one, and how horrific and graphic that was, and how it was trying, she was trying to get that out of her mind just by reading that book, and you would think on, you know, whether you're in grade school and military, even high school, reading that book, I mean, that's wrong. Well, it's causing, it's going to cause trauma in children. You know, the reason that we protect children from sexual material until they're, you know, an, until they're old enough or of age is because their brains can't handle it. So why are you intentionally putting information in our libraries that's designed by its very nature to cause confusion in, in, in children? And in my, in my opinion, it's, it's abuse. You're, you are actually, you know, melting these children's minds um, by introducing this information to them from an official source. You're telling them, not only is this literature good for you, but we're suggesting it for you. And in fact, we're going to fight to keep it around you. And beyond all that, a lot of people, they look at this and say, well, how many kids actually check out the books? How many whatever? That's not the point. The point is that tax dollars should not pay for pornography to be made available to children. Call me crazy. But I think that's a statement most people in Granbury ISD can get behind. When Monica Brown came up to speak. I'm Monica Brown. I was nominated to serve on the book review committee for the 133 books that were recently pulled for review. Hood County newspaper reported the book committee reviewed 100 books in only two meetings. That should have been a red flag to everybody. 100 titles were put back into the student libraries in Granbury under four minutes per book. No one read the books cover to cover until well after those 100 were put back. Use GranburyTexasBooks.org to see content for yourself, not an opinion to see actual content. 
Everything in the school has been designed, I hope, for student enrichment and success. There's many things to praise about Granbury Independent School District. If you find something that is not working or is harmful or God forbid it's exploiting students, which it is, you remove it and you move on to better things. You stand up and be the adults. That's what you do. While in high school library in early March, librarians had books on display that contained sexually explicit content. Gone, a teacher, a student crossing the line. This book is about a 17-year-old student having sex with his 30-something-year-old hot teacher on display. What would make a librarian display a book in a city like this with nudity and sexually explicit content in a student library? And how do these principals walk in there and not see it? I do not know. And we are not talking about banning books. We're talking about boundaries. Monica talked about that, that quote of not banning books but boundaries, and I think that's, that's a great quote. And then she went on to speak about um, the committee and how the committee was made up of a lot of educators, whether it was principal, teachers, librarians, and couldn't believe the fact that with them there, why were all these books put back? Did they not read them? Did they not go through them? You know, did somebody tell them not to do it? What was up with that? I think that it was probably the yes man syndrome. When you fill a room full of yes men and you only have two people willing to step outside of their comfort zone and enter into a small degree of confrontation, that's what you get. Don't fill a room with yes men and expect to get an accurate result from the count, uh, from the district. Well, the, the makeup of the committee alone was, was automatically suspect. Uh, there was apparently nine people on the committee, five of which, which is the majority, were made up of district employees or administrators, is my understanding. So, you're, so go out of the chute, you're already telling us us as the district, we're actually the ones in control of this committee, so you just need to sit down and shut up and do what we want you to do. So that was number one. Um, number two, my understanding is there was absolutely some shenanigans going on with the book reviews, how they were given like, you know, 20 minutes to review 10 books, and they had pre-printed review materials that someone miraculously showed up with that apparently were all one-sided and actually obfuscated the, the pornography in the books. So this committee whether Dr. Glenn intended it to be or not, was a complete sham from the very beginning. And I've got a question for Dr. Glenn. You know, if there's some kind of exemption for educators for putting pornography or, or obscene materials in front of children, which I actually think that what, if that even exists, it's not valid. But assuming for one second it is. But you know what? The non-educator members of those committees who voted to put those books back in the school, guess what, buddy? Think about it. You may have just broken the law. And that's the point. I think this is all going to come to a head. And I appreciate everybody that's doing work on really reading these books and getting the true excerpts out and not the pre-recorded that were given to, you know, the specific people on that committee. And shame on those educators for not paying attention on what's going on because they are the defense line for our children. And if we as parents, grandparents, whatever it may be, don't know what's going on in that schools, they better darn sure make sure that they do. And in this case, they didn't. Yeah, and this goes back, and it's something we've talked about several times, where you have a school board that likes to rule by a committee. They don't want any degree of accountability. They don't want any degree of responsibility. So they appoint committees to do the dirty work for them. In this case, they fill the committee full of yes men and liberals, 
and gave us a couple conservatives in there as a small consolation. Now, those couple conservatives that we have in there, thank goodness, were very uh, thorough and continue uh, to do this work that they've been tasked with. But the way that the school district went about this, this rule by committee, it, it's not a, it's not any way to lead. That is showing zero leadership. There's zero accountability with that. And I think they really need to reexamine the way that they handle this moving forward. Anybody who spent any time in government knows that when you send something to a committee, you're sending it to a black hole. And so the idea that we were ever, at least at the first try, going to get uh, an effective uh, work product out of this committee, I think was probably uh, giving it way too much credit. I also think there needs to be some questions on how it was they came about who was going to be on the book committee as far as both uh, district employees as well as citizens. That needs to be examined. And obviously, before we form a new book committee, there are lots of changes need to be made, especially when it comes to transparency and the makeup of the committee. And up front, too, because I don't, I don't want to be playing the game of, well, we have you know, 20 citizens that want to be on the committee. Um, let's go ahead and put 30 educators on that. So let's, let's set the rules ahead of time and make sure whoever gets on that committee um, wants to be on there and is that they're going to do something, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to read the books. And you brought up earlier, John, the American Library Association. Of course, in Hood County, we're kind of familiar with that with the public library, not the school libraries, but they're all members. They've got a lot of people, and they just elected a new president. So they've got a president-elect, and there's an article by American Faith that talks about the new president-elect, and her name is Emily Drabinsky, and she is a Marxist lesbian and is their new president of the American Library Association. You just can't make this stuff up. I mean, here we are with people all across the country that are focused in on what is in our libraries, specifically our public school libraries, and the ALA elects a Marxist. These jokes write themselves. And the ALA, approximately 54,000 members, and it includes librarians, libraries, library graduate schools, members of library boards and associations, and library students. The vast majority of its membership fees are provided by taxpayer funds. So here we have an organization, an association, that is paid for mostly by the taxpayers. And why do you think we have all these Marxist, CRT, all these books coming into the libraries? I would say at this point, why do we even belong to the ALA? Either either ALA or TLA, as far as I'm concerned. I, I want to see a vote on the next school board to withdraw all of Granberry ISD from the ALA and TLA. I'm calling for it right now. You know, and call me crazy, but I look at Granberry ISD, and that second word in that is independent. Granberry Independent School District. We shouldn't be taking directives from the ALA. We shouldn't be taking directives from TLA, TASB, TASA, any three-letter agency, whatever. Our school district needs to take it upon themselves to be independent and do the right thing that is representative of this community. It's not about what the ALA says or what President Biden says. It's about what you say. Our school board specifically 
has way more latitude than they want anybody to believe. And you have these associations, whether it's TLA or ALA, that the organizational charts are filled with people that are going against solid biblical principles and having Marxist ideas that fall in the face of the United States Constitution and the Texas Constitution, and here they are up here, yet we're members of that, and our libraries are members of it, and our librarians. So what do you think we're going to get in our schools and in our libraries? They're going to try and transform, and they've already done it, transform our libraries, our schools, everything on our taxpayer-funded money. They're going to transform it into what they want away from the Constitution. You know, and it's it's an assault on the nuclear family. This has been going on for years, basically since the end of World War II. And the communists told us what they were going to do years ago. They said, we're going to take over their institutions. We're going to take over pop culture. We're going to even take over their religions and the highest positions in their military. The communist takeover is closer than anyone wants to believe. And it probably, if you're not red-pilled yet, it probably sounds like I'm a crazy person, but that's where we are. Whether people want to open their eyes and see it or not, it doesn't matter. We are objectively there. Well, I hate to break it the news to the few in our community that, are, that you know are clutching their pearls about the books being you know banned from the library, but y'all have really awoken a sleeping giant. Um, I was at the Republican Club meeting last night, and people were mad, really mad. You know, people who have connections back to all their churches, which you know. Obviously, the Pastors Coalition's already on top of this issue, or at least aware of it since the last school board meeting, and now you're going to have probably about another 150 or 200 fired-up patriots going to head to the church this next Sunday, going to be talking to their friends, talking to their pastor. Trust me, GISD, the wave is coming, so I suggest you get out in front of this and get those books out of the library today. So at this last school board meeting, it was great seeing all the public participation. There were speakers, um, you know, from both sides of the aisle, way more on the right side of the aisle. Thank goodness. That's about how it goes around here. But one thing that I, you know, spoke of personally there towards the end of the meeting, I said, hey, you know, it's funny, as I was searching through your online card catalog, I typed in the Holy Bible and nothing came up. So I offered, and the offer still stands, Granberry ISD. I would like to donate 10 uh, copies of the Holy Bible, King James versions, and others to every school within the district. Still waiting on a response. Thank you very much, Dr. Glenn and Granberry ISD School Board. This is not a hard decision. Um, you might feel pressure from from some small contingencies in your respective areas, saying that this is book burning and this is not right and this is about children's education and they need to have a varied amount of information. You might hear a lot of things, but this is a very simple issue. This is about obscene and pornographic materials in the library of our schools that you are entrusted to keep the kids safe inside. And I know you want to do the right thing. And I'm telling you, the leadership of this community supports you. We're going to stand behind you. So we don't care what the ALA says. We don't care what the TLA says. We care what we say as the citizens who vote and pay the taxes here. So I'm asking you, please, before this gets out of control any more than it already has, and then we're talking a complete turnover of a school board potentially, why don't you do the right thing that you already know? And Dr. Glenn, I respect your leadership. Do the right thing. Remove the books today. 
We can always put them back later after a thorough review. You know to do the right thing. You've got the support. Now do the right thing. Thank you. Banned books, no. Boundaries, yes. And I want to thank Karen Lowry, and I want to thank Monica Brown. And please, if you want to get involved with this, please contact those two ladies, and I'm sure they'd be willing to help out. I also want to thank the pastors for getting involved. They have a pulpit with thousands of people they can talk to to help bring back biblical Christian values and the Constitution here in Granbury and Hood County. And I think you're seeing a resurgence of people that want to get involved, that want to keep these values, and they see things going the wrong way, whether it's the books, whether it's Commissioner Court and the attacks going on with the good people and the negativity. And please, watch Blue Shark, like, subscribe, and share it, and show it to all your friends. Thanks again. Shark Show out. Thank you.